Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. Um, usually I'm here with Chris Shad, but he is not here right now. He uh, decided to watch a little Royal Rumble in person down in, uh, in Tampa. So he's on his way back and uh, he's been given the day off to get some some rest from some jet lag. But we, we are here. I am here with uh, Nick Edlin from One Bar and Lepagus, the... Uh, the world famous one bar on oh, yeah. uh YouTube channel that covers the Vikings. Uh, go check them out there. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Sorry yeah. about the down, both the downgrade and looks, but you know what? You get what you get. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nick also writes for, for us at the Viking age and uh, he has a lot of good stuff. Yeah. So go check him out there before we get started. Make sure to follow the Viking age on YouTube, subscribe to our channel, like this video, whatever you got to do. Uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, just follow at the Viking Age. You can find us all there. All right, let's just get right into it. We're going to talk about somebody that usually no one really talks about, and that is Kirk Cousins. Kirk um, Cousins. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. Uh, he's uh, we, me and Chris just did like we did like a big podcast. I think like last week or the week before, where we just did like a big debate. We did, where we went over mm-hmm. every pros and cons of everything because we really didn't want to like every week be like, well, we want him, we don't, we don't know. So. After every time we talk about him, we always say, just go back to that episode. If you want to f- get more detailed input on our opinions, uh, obviously you can share yours. But um, but but most recently, the Pioneer Press, I believe Charlie Walters, uh, came out with uh, his little weekly, not little, obviously. Uh, a lot of people read it. But his, his blog, where he talks about uh, a lot of sports around the Minnesota area. And uh, he had a little tidbit about the Vikings, how uh, the rumor, the buzz is that... Uh, Kirk Cousins is looking for a contract that is at least two years, two years long, and it comes with uh, 90 million fully guaranteed, not fully, but 90 million guaranteed at the very least. Um, and he was quick to say uh, that's not going to happen pretty much uh, with the Vikings. Um, I believe the same. And, uh, you know, I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on, on this little yeah. tidbit that uh, came through recently. Yeah, and I'm like on the fence about Kirk Cousins bringing him back or not. Like, I get why you do it so you can compete next year. I can get yeah. why you don't do it. But I, I'm also on the belief that like getting into those top three, getting those quarterbacks is going to be very, very hard to do, if not impossible. Um, But I'm sorry. Two years, $45 million each. I can't do that. I can't swing that. That is out of the price <laughs> range. Kirk Cousins, good luck. We'll see you later. Yeah, especially with his, he's going to be 36 uh, at, by the start of week one next year. He's coming off a torn Achilles. I know, you know, he's, he's going to foreign countries and getting stem cells and everything and saying his he's his recovery is you know much quicker than anticipated he's about to start throwing and everything his pr mm. team's getting him out and about telling everyone you know he's gonna be ready for a training camp or whatever but we really just don't know how how 
well Kirk Cousins is going to recover that from this injury. He's never really had a serious injury like this. I know he he's like in he's going around claiming, oh, I'm a I'm a pocket passer, so you know Achilles doesn't really matter. Well, you still got to drop back, and that's pretty much mm-hmm. how you heard it in the first place. Um, but yeah, I'd, 45. Like even if it wasn't like fully guaranteed, I went. Yeah. I I wouldn't want the Vikings to give a you know, aging, I guess you could say 36 quarterback, um, coming off a torn Achilles. It's just, it's not good business. Um, I think two years is probably the the max I would go in terms of contract length. Um, but that, that 90 million seems a little high for a quarterback coming off of a torn Achilles. Um, I know he was playing well, Mm. but like, it just doesn't, doesn't seem like a a smart investment. So I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say no on this one, but you know, you mentioned that you you've been open to maybe Kirk Cousins coming back. What would be a scenario where you would be okay with him back? What were those other numbers? Wasn't it like two years, thirty something million? I mean, that was think, a little bit. I think yeah, PFF I mean, had that something like that. So that, I'm more, I'm fine with that. That's more reasonable for me. Uh, but yeah, the forty five is just way too damn much for Kirk Cousins. And you know what? We saw what life's like without him, and we're already used to it. So if it needs to be painful next year, we're all ready for it. Yeah, for a little perspective, I looked it up before. I think on on spot rack or spot track, whatever you say, um, mm-hmm. forty five million annually. The average salary would be higher than what Josh Allen makes. Um, so <laughs> I don't, I don't. Yeah. I'm sorry, Kirk. You know, if he wants to go, and you know, he's nearing the end of his career, and if he wants another big payday, that's fine. I'm totally fine with that. Go, go get your money. You only have this opportunity, you know, once in your life. But um, again, this could also be a negotiation tactic from his career. Oh, yeah. Set the bar high, so you, you settle somewhere in the middle. So I mean, it's all part of the deal. Everything is like they, they Cousins' team has been negotiating since the the final whistle of the season. So mm-hmm. it's all it's all part of the process. Why he's in the public eye and everything, you know, and everyone knows he's okay. Um, but yeah, just the forty five million. Uh, no, I I. I would rather give. Well, let's let's do this. Would you rather give Kirk Cousins forty five million for two years, or would you rather give Baker Mayfield thirty million for three? Years? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a big believer <laughs> either. I think I think he got a little Case Keenum this year. I think he caught some lightning in a bottle and kind of gave himself a resurgence. He's gonna give himself some money. He did. I don't want to yeah. give either one of those guys that kind of money. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about him because I think he was hurt those two years where he struggled, um, and then he was he was with Matt Rule. Like that was just a lose lose situation for everyone yeah. in Carolina. I'm just I'm like curious to see. The dude's got some balls on him, but uh, I don't know if I want to yeah, hear a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think his his offensive coordinator was really good in Tampa Bay, who's what the Panthers coach now. Yep. Yeah. Um, super good looking too. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 <laughs> essential. They just kept um, showing him. They didn't show like who is this guy? Week one they're showing him. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Zoolander out there. He's just doing the guy? Magnum. Wow. Yeah. Um, if Kirk Cousins doesn't come back to the Vikings, where where do you think he goes? I don't know. I, Atlanta still makes a lot of sense. And, yep. you know, I don't think he'll go to San Francisco. What's the other team I just saw floating around? Something different. Uh, yeah, I, I still think Atlanta makes the most sense. His wife's from there. He's got family there. That's a team that's probably a quarterback away. Uh, so, yeah, that I think that's where he's going to go. And then the, the OC, they just hired Zach Robinson. He's from like the McVeigh tree um, yep. and Raheem Morris is as well. So they're, they're probably going to run the similar offense to what the Vikings run. Uh, with O'Connell, so I would, I would think he'd be a good fit there. You know? I do too. We'll Pay see. him, Pay him Atlanta. Yeah, sure, whatever. And you know what? That's a division you want to be in, like the NFC South. Come on, yeah. You, the Bucks just won with what eight, eight wins, nine wins, so eight and a half, something yeah. like that. Yeah, you would think that would be easy, but we know with Kirk Cousins, nothing, nothing is easy. But uh, no. you mentioned the Forty ers Uh, that seems like it's probably off the table now because yesterday they 
won the NFC Championship over the Lions mm-hmm. in dramatic fashion. They're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but the Lions had a 17-point lead. They did. And uh, that quickly <laughs> vanished in the third quarter. And then Dan Campbell, I don't know what he was doing in the fourth quarter. Like, I don't know if he had money riding on this game or what, but uh, he, he he fumbled fumbled that win. Um, do you do you feel bad for the Lions at all after yesterday? No, I, th- I think you actually you, you put this out on Twitter, your tweet about um, them getting a taste of what it's like to uh, lose the NFC oh, yeah. Championship as an NFC North team. It always has to be some traumatic, painful yeah. way. And you know what? Finally, they get to taste what that feels like. I don't feel bad for them because I've been through it so many times myself. Yeah. Uh, I can sympathize. I can understand it. Like, you know, I, I empathize, but I, I don't feel bad for him. Uh, you know, the way that second half started with the fluky touchdown to Brad Nayuk that went off the defender's helmet yep. right into his hands. Uh, then they had the Jameer Gibbs turnover. Then you have Dan Campbell. Like, you knew Dan Campbell was going to do this. Like, he was going to go for it on fourth down. <laughs> was it going to cost him the game or not? Uh, but you know what? That's how they played the entire year. You go with what got you there. That's their style. I wasn't surprised that they did it. wasn't surprised that it didn't work out. But you got to think in that situation, like, just kick the damn field goals. It's the NFC Championship. Even Dan Campbell said it after the game. I don't know where we're going to be here again. Uh, so maybe don't play so risky, you know. I don't know. Yeah, that I think the probably the riskiest call he made was the one where he ran Montgomery on, on third down when they yep. they they essentially had to use a timeout after that. Um, mm-hmm. And if they didn't get the, they wouldn't they wouldn't have had to kick an outside kick if they nope. if they just passed the ball. Um, but at the same time, if you go from Campbell's side of uh, of the or his view, um, if they get that touchdown, no one's questioning that that call. Um, so I think he was trying to probably just throw them off. Uh, it didn't work though. Um, nope. And now the the Forty ers are going to the Super Bowl. So. The Lions were good this year. They won the division. They won what twelve games. Beat the. They swept the Vikings. Um, but they're probably going to lose their offensive coordinator. Sounds like mm-hmm. he's the top guy for Washington. Uh, Washington. Right? Yep, Ben Johnson. Um, I've already seen talk of them re-signing Jared Goff to a extension or a long-term deal. Um, I don't know about their defensive coordinator leaving, but I don't really think that would matter because their defense isn't that great anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but are you? Are you going to be worried about the Lions at all uh, heading into the 2024 season? Or do you think this is maybe just the one one year kind of thing? No, I'll, I'll respect the Lions. I mean, look at the way they finished the season before. I think they won, what, seven or last nine or some some crazy number like that, carried over into this year. Uh, they're a very good team, right? And I respect that. But the whole division is going to be good next year. The Packers found something this year. Yeah. Whether that can carry over next year, I don't know. The Bears are an up-and-coming team, so... I don't fear the Lions anymore. We almost beat him with Nick freaking Mullins as our quarterback. Your secondary <laughs> is ass. I, we can we can put points on this team. You can beat this team. With Kirk Cousins, we probably beat them uh, maybe both times. I don't know if we win at, at their place or not, but we definitely beat them that first game. So we almost won with like four interceptions. I mean, they have issues. They have issues, but they're, they're the kings of the north. You got to respect it. And But, yeah, as far as I think the whole NFC North can be really tough next year. Yeah, I, I they're definitely – they were very beatable this year. I think they had a lot of things go their way. I think I think they played really well in terms. They were it was clear they're well coached. Like they they're not a team that gets a ton of penalties and shoots themselves in the foot. Unlike yesterday when they just pretty mm-hmm. practically did that every every time on the field in the second half. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm very curious to see how how the offense goes if Ben yep. Johnson leaves because Jared Goff with the Lions the year before Ben Johnson became the OC he was garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if they had to do more with his person, the personnel on the field, or or the offensive coordinator. I, I I don't know, but we'll find out. And a lot of times, OC leaves and the quarterback falls apart. Um, it's a big change. 
or, or the offense falls apart. So I'm very curious to see that. But yeah, like you mentioned, the Bears should be better. They were they were a little they were much better in the in the second half last year. Um, and they might have you know Caleb Williams or whoever they decide to to go with. And then, you know, like you said, the Packers, Jordan Love will be coming back. Um, they might have to pay him though this this year. Um, we'll see how that goes. But they're and we don't know who their DC is going to be. I think they're they're eyeing um, the dude from Carolina, uh, Evero. Um, or Mike Zimmer, you know, you never know. Um, I keep seeing but, that floating around. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if he even he wants to do that. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see next year in the NFC North I, and and the Lions because they finished in first place, they're gonna have a first place schedule, so they're gonna have to play teams like what the Cowboys, the Niners, mm-hmm. uh, or the Bucks. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Bucks are not gonna be easy. Um, but yeah, so uh, and everyone will be you know. Gunning for them because they're they're at the mm-hmm. top now, so it'll be. I, I'm I'm interested to see how how things go, how how they respond to that adverse adversity. On the other side, the uh, the Ravens lost, so now Taylor Swift. I mean, the Chiefs uh, get to go mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl, uh, and uh, I think this was the sixth year in a row the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl, um, or not the Super Bowl, the AFC Championship. Yep, um, which is insane. It um, is. Patrick Mahomes has never not played in the AFC Championship during his entire career i don't like that's i just want one yeah, year I, of, I want two maybe one maybe yeah. two years of that um mm-hmm. but they 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 played really well their defense is a lot better this year and that that was the case again yesterday the ravens you know we talked about the Lions shooting themselves in the foot the ravens did that a bunch yesterday as well yeah uh what say flowers fumbling on the goal line lamar jackson just not looking, looking like himself looking awful they didn't run the ball really at all um, even though they're a very good running team and the Chiefs are a terrible run defense, it didn't just didn't make a ton of sense. Um, but the Chiefs uh, are they a lot? I see I see a lot of people saying like, "Oh, Patrick Mahomes, he's he's already the greatest of all time." Um, are you in on that conversation? Or are you still want to see some things before you're like he's better than Tom Brady or whoever oh, you think is the greatest fault? He's on that road for sure. He's definitely on yeah. that road. I need to see more, but he's definitely on that road. And and you know, we had someone come on, maybe it was one of the shows we did, but talking about like, you know, look at Pat, Pat Mahomes. He he doesn't matter who his receivers are. Talking about Peyton Justin Jefferson, it's like not everybody's Pat Mahomes. I mean, you can't find a Patrick Mahomes. They're not, they don't just grow on trees. That's a rare, rare mm-hmm. talent. Comes around. You know, once a decade, maybe if that. So, yeah, I mean, he could be when it's all said and done. Like you just mentioned six AFC championships in a row. It's insane. It's insane. Um, I want to see what happens when Andy Reid retires. Because mm-hmm. um, Andy Reid, he's arguably, well, not arguably, he is one of the greatest head coaches, offensive minds in NFL history. Um, and Patrick Mahomes just kind of just fell in his lap and he's had the luxury of having Andy Reid call his plays for his entire career. So, you know, I mentioned how. Jared Goff might be different with with Ben Johnson gone. I'm curious to see how yep. Andy or how Patrick Mahomes is without Andy Reid because um, we saw Tom Brady. He had McDaniel's for a lot of time in, in New England, but then he went to Tampa Bay and they won the Super Bowl. Yep. And he had, I think, he had Byron Leftwich as his I offensive coordinator. That's correct. Yep. So uh, he seemed to be okay without uh, Josh McDaniel's uh, mm-hmm. helping him out there. But yeah, I'm curious to see because people, I do see that where people are like. Oh, Mahomes is the goat, and I'm like, yeah, they, yeah. Brady won seven Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's that's uh, that's, uh, that's that's cool. Mahomes Mahomes is very good, mm-hmm. very very good. He's off to a great start. I would just like to to hold off on that uh, crowning before we yeah we get to get to the end. And um, yeah, the Ravens they uh, they're like the Braves, like the '90s Braves of of the NFL, where they always seem to do really well in the regular season, and yeah. then. Uh, 
get to the playoffs. And well, just... is it fair to say that both of these teams that lost yesterday both lost in very Vikings esque fashions? Oh, I mean, yeah. you saw like the Ravens just kind of collapse and just not execute and fumble, and the Lions have a heartbreaker. So I felt like very these both these losses are very Vikings like. Yeah, well, I mean, Dalvin Cook was on the field for the Ravens, well, so he might have given. Oh, yep. Dan Chisena was on the field too for the Ravens uh, yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, he's too he fast. Was, I can see him. <laughs> <laughs> he was blown by everybody, mm-hmm. including the uh, third turn man. Mm-hmm. Um, Dalvin Cook's out there. Michael Pierce. I think Laquan. I don't think Laquan Treadwell was active yesterday, but he was. Uh, he was on the Ravens practice squad. Um, that was the reason why. Then, yeah, that's that's. What, and then I don't even know if the Lions had any. Oh, the Lions have a couple. They have like David Blau and some random former Vikings. Teddy Bridgewater. There yeah, you go. Bridgewater. So that was well, that was apparently his last game yesterday. Yeah. He he said before that he was going to retire after the season and coach high school football. Real, I guess real quick was Teddy Bridgewater's career successful in the NFL? No, I don't think so. I think the injury just kind of ruined it. I mean, mm-hmm. where he was going, the way he looked in 2016 before the injury, I mean, there was all kinds of raves, reviews about you know how good everything was going, and then you know blows out his. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That was non-contact, right? He was just dropping back the handoff or something, and it just That's what they exploded. say. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, well, he still managed to, you know, he's in the league, what, 10 years? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I that. In terms of, I think maybe the the success, the degree of success, maybe has to ch- be changed for him. I feel like because I think if you take it from his injury and how gruesome it was, and describe the fact that he was able to continue to play for so many years after that, I, yeah. I think is probably a success in it in of itself. In terms of like stats and career accolades, no, it wasn't. Yeah. And what it could have been him. too. Yeah, and he was he was a first round pick. Your expectations are super high whenever that happens. So in in terms of that was a success, success no. But in terms of like being able to have a solid career in the NFL, he made a bunch of money. Yeah. Um, after it seemed like he might not even walk or play again. Um, I think that that was a, that's a success in and mm-hmm. of itself. Um, and I'll and you know what I'm always gonna think of Teddy as as a Viking, you know, because yeah. those are his his best years. Um, he's only there for what three, four years on the field yeah, for it, one and a half. Did he? Yeah, did he come back after the seventeen season? He came in. He, remember, he came in. I think yeah. to the the Bengals game, and then he threw a pick. <laughs> yeah, after all those cheers, everybody loves Teddy Bridgewater. He's always been loved in Minnesota, so uh, yeah. he's always gonna be a Viking, like you said. Yeah, I think that's the last jersey I actually bought. Teddy, really? Um, so got that hanging out. I can change it to like uh. I almost changed it to a Dan Bailey jersey, though. But uh, really, good thing you didn't do that. Yeah, um, sticker so, jersey. <laughs> so the Niners and Chiefs in the playoffs. The uh, the logo color conspiracy theorists are uh, you know, yep. in shambles today. There's no purple team 
in the Super Bowl. Uh, just early prediction: Who do you think is going to come out on top? <sighs> this one's weird because the Niners have looked so good at times; they look so bad at times. Uh, the Chiefs—they have the experience; they've been there before; they've all done it. So I, I guess I'm leaning toward the Chiefs. Now, experience Brock Purdy. Uh, we've seen some bad Brock Purdy in recent weeks, so Chris Jones could be a factor in this one. I, I think the Chiefs are probably going to win. I hate to say it because that stink they made during the Bills game really pissed me off. Really lost some luster for this. I mean, that was just a team I kind of respected because they're always so good, and they're all there bitching about the the offsides on was it Tony? Oh, who was yeah. That? yeah, and they're just. I mean, that carried on. They just sound like a bunch of whiners. So uh, ever since then, I'm not a Chiefs fan. So, but I do think they're going to probably win. Yeah, uh, it was it was hard to uh, take that all in from the Chiefs being like, oh, we never get calls. And it's like, we could just go back to earlier in the season when you played the Vikings and a ref told one of your players to put his helmet back on or yeah. else he would get a flag. Um, <laughs> when he should have just gotten a flag. Exactly. Um, so, they got that yeah, on their side too. I understand that, but and uh, they're good. So they can, they can, they, they, they've earned those calls. Brady got those calls in his career. Aaron Rodgers gets those calls. You know, like you've, you earn those calls. The NFL wants to protect their stars and, that's what's going to happen. Sometimes it's not going to be that way. And sometimes you're going to get calls to go against you and it's going to shock you. And you're going to, you know, throw a fit. Like you said, they, they did. Mm -hmm. um, then they came back and actually, you know, beat the bills um, fair and square in the playoffs where, when it mattered. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to go with the chiefs. I can't trust Kyle Shanahan in a championship setting. I just can't. It looked like he was going to blow it again yesterday. And then the lions blew it for him. Mm -hmm. um, just, I can't trust Kyle Shanahan in, in a situation like that. Um, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs, yeah. And then I heard a, a funny uh, proposition today where, you know, if the Chiefs win, then Travis Kelsey's going to go on one knee and propose to Taylor Swift in the in the confetti and uh, wow. be happily ever after. That would be uh, yeah. quite the sight. Um, you don't have a problem with them showing. No, I don't her. care. Yeah, I don't care. I, these but these I, people I, are like, get her out of here. I'm like, this, who cares? Yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> It's fine. They, they don't show was, every other play. I was more mad when they, whenever Wade Phillips was coaching, they'd show him all the time. That's what got me going. Like, <laughs> Mike McCarthy, they always show him. Like, I don't want to look Wade, at him. Wade, <laughs> Wade Phillips, doesn't even, he didn't even wear a headset for like No, like, he wasn't even supposed to be out there. He wasn't even coaching the team, and he's still there. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah, I don't have a problem. Like, I see a lot of people freaking out. It's like, okay, just don't, don't watch. It's, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. All right. So yes. Super Bowl's all set. Kirk Cousins is still uh looking to break the bank. Uh I some I don't I don't know. Some people just think that he's like, Oh, he's gonna take a hometown discount. He's never done that in his career. Why is he gonna do that now? So until, uh, uh, no, right. He's like I like I said, he's got this once in a lifetime opportunity to make all this money, get get it while you can. Absolutely. Uh, all right, so the the East and West Shrine game is coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think later this week, Thursday, I want to say. I think it's, it's Thursday now, yeah. Is it in, where is it, Vegas or Dallas? You know, I'm not even sure where the hell it is. I think they're practicing in Dallas, so I'm going to assume that it's down there. Um, and then the Senior Bowl is obviously in uh, Mobile. Mobile, yep. Mobile um, Alabama. So you uh, like to write about some drafts, draft prospects on the Viking Age, so mm -hmm. I'm just going to kind of try and pick your brain and ask you who are some of the guys you think you know Vikings fans should keep an eye out for in these, these next two kind of all-star games. Yeah, when it comes to the East-West Shrine uh, Bowl, the one that's most intriguing to me, who's not even playing, is quarterback Jordan Travis from Florida State. He is down there. He's he's meeting people. But here's a guy who, dual-threat quarterback, he's got strong enough arm, he can take off with his legs, great at improvising when play breaks down. Uh, this was a guy who was having a great year until he, I think, ended up getting a broken leg. They didn't really 
diagnose it publicly what the hell actually happened to him. He had yeah, some surgery. That? It was like a lower leg injury, but he had surgery. He has a cast on it. So I think he's broke his fibula or something. Uh, but here's the thing with the Vikings. Okay. I, I can't see him getting to the top three. Like every team picking top three needs a quarterback. So you have to give them something very, very, very enticing above market price to get into one of those picks. So it's going to cost you, you're probably not drafting the first round again until 2028 if you get into one of those picks. <laughs> and then if you if you move back or if you look in the second round, is, is Nick's, is Penix going to be there? I'm not quite sold on McCarthy yet. Uh, so if you're looking for like a mid-round flyer, a guy who probably shouldn't be there in round four, maybe even round five, one thing you remember about the draft, any injury pushes these guys way down. I mean, it's like they can never heal. It's like, oh, my God, this is a permanent thing. Uh, if he's sitting there, I'm taking a flyer. You don't have to redshirt him next year. At least you have someone on the on the roster who has some upside, who has some talent, because there's a lot of talent here with Jordan Travis. So to me, he's not even playing, and he's the guy I'm watching the close. Yeah, and I think broken bones are a lot different injuries than you know soft tissue, yep. torn Achilles, torn ACLs and stuff like that, where those are more reoccurring or they have a higher chance of reoccurring where a broken bone is kind of just like it, his leg was bent the wrong way and yeah. his bone couldn't handle it. Um, that's interesting. I uh, I like that. Um, yeah, as far as trading up to the top three, I, I do think it's going to be tough. I saw another report today where like the Broncos are another team that's interested in, in trading up and they, they're obviously picking higher than, than the Vikings, so they'll be able to maybe offer a little bit more. Um I think the Patriots would be the only team that might trade out of the top three. And I and I, I don't even know why they wouldn't. I mean, you got a new head coach, Jared Mayo. I mean, you want the quarterback to build around. I don't I know. Everybody's assuming like they're going to move out because maybe Belichick would have, but I don't know what the new head coach is going to I mean, do. what if they sign Kirk Cousins? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, yeah, you have free agency. That could swing <laughs> things. But I don't know. I, I just wish one of those teams didn't have a dire need at quarterback who was in the top three. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's going to like. This, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what what the Vikings do because we've seen all the things where like there's if their guy they want their guy they're gonna they're gonna do whatever they can to trade up so it's gonna be interesting yep. to see what they do. What about the Senior Bowl? Have you seen anyone that's gonna be well, there I yet? Mean, the year in Senior Bowl. I mean, I'm watching closely Penix and Bonix, the two quarterbacks yep. that if the Vikings are looking to maybe move down in the first or back up into the first, definitely some guys that you're gonna be watching here with Penix. Penix should light this thing up. Like I mean, his deep ball is beautiful. Uh, the throwing, the passing drills, he should absolutely just get rave reviews. That's what he does. That's his strength. Obviously, you want to look at his leg, see how those knees are, see what's going on there with his health. He's had plenty of injuries. His injury history is lengthy. Uh, Bo Nix, the same thing. Like uh, He was a one-read offense in college. Just you know, see the first guy and chuck it. So maybe see him go through some progressions, see how he does under center, uh, things like that with him. So if, you, if you're going to fall in love with one of these guys who's not a top three quarterback, Penix or Nix are probably the next two up. And they got to do their homework and see uh, which one they prefer, which one fits them better, and which one just maybe has the higher football IQ as well. I think I saw something where, I don't know what draft analyst it was, but that, that Penix could go undrafted. Do you think that's even possible? I mean, if his medical is really bad, I mean, that's okay. another thing. You talk about falling. I mean, if his medical check, there's any kind of chronic issues or something like that, then he could definitely fall. But uh, he looks so damn good that Texas game and then, not so great in the national championship game, but the dude can sling it and it comes out quick and it comes out accurately. Uh, so he's very intriguing to me. Uh, move over to the defensive side of football. Obviously, the two big boys from Texas, they are very high on my wish list. Byron Murphy, too, and the big boy, Tavondre Sweat. We need another Byron Murphy. Yeah, we need another Byron Murphy. Why would you not want to have two Byron Murphys? But I think Daniel Jeremiah had a mock to us at 11 in his latest mock draft. Uh, what I want is our own Chris Jones, a guy who can be up there in the front, take over the game. Dominate the line of scrimmage, but Murphy, you can move inside, outside. You can move him around a little bit. Uh, he, he's big enough to take up some mass, to plug up some running lanes, and he can also provide some interior pressure. 
Uh, Sweat, the only question with him, can he be a three-down player or not? I don't know, but he's ginormous. Put him in the middle. You ain't running on the Vikings with this guy. And he's got, I mean, for a big guy, he's got violent hands. He's powerful. He can get in the backfield. And actually, when he starts moving, he's quicker than you'd think. So uh, those two guys get me very, very excited. And the other guy is Latu Latu from uh, UCLA, the edge rusher. Uh, the Vikings outside linebacker coach is coaching him. So, I mean, who else would you oh, want down yeah. there watching yeah. this guy get report? Uh, he's just like this technician, extremely explosive about the football. Some questions about his overall athletic ability. But you got, I mean, and I think uh, Durante Jones is defensive coordinator for one of the teams too. So two yep. main guys on your defense are down there watching these prospects. Uh, and if you don't go quarterback, this is a great draft to improve your front seven. Yeah, they have, they have a second round pick this year, I think. I don't they think do. they have a third. From the, nope. from the Hawkinson trade, two fourths, a second, and a first. So maybe they maybe they trade up in the second um, and try and grab one of those quarterbacks, or maybe left after the after the first night. Maybe that maybe that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Vikings haven't had like I know Limbaugh Joseph, he but he was more of like a, a nose tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, but they haven't really had a guy like a Chris Jones type since what Kevin Williams probably um, I this thing. Yeah, I mean, I they drafted Tree Floyd, but that didn't didn't really work out. Um, no. So yeah, Kevin Williams, who was a beast and should be in the Hall of Fame because he had, he's made like six All Pro teams, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be that would be good. I think the Vikings need to improve the the trenches. I think that needs to be a focus this year. If you go around and look at some of the the top teams in the NFL, they all have physical, big, meaty guys in the mm-hmm. in the middle. Just just watch the Niners and Lions yesterday. Those guys were destroying each other on the field, both offense and defense in the middle. So think those are good options what do you think maybe is like a just your opinion like a sleeper maybe position that the vikings might target early that maybe people aren't really thinking about yeah i mean you look at even safety might surprise people but i don't know how you feel about lewis scene i'm giving up on him i'm done with that josh metellus is he going to stick to his little utility role or are they going to move him back to safety harrison smith bring winfield yeah yeah well, that's he going to get winfield which we never should have not drafted him the only right, guy started right. on that that was right. That was insane that you didn't take that kid when you had a chance. Uh, that could be one. I mean, re- even a receiver, you hate to say it, but shit. I yeah. mean, who's wide receiver three? I mean, we don't have one right now. I'm not talking first round. Maybe even second round could shock somebody. Uh, so those are some positions. Uh, inside linebackers, another one where you think really after Ivan Pace Jr., where's the talent? Where's the depth? Depends who we bring back. Uh, so that's one that could also be an earlier pick than people expect. Running back? Running back. I don't even know if it matters right now what the way our running game is, who's carrying the football. There's so many things wrong. I don't even understand it, but the, the play design is one thing I don't like. I I, I don't know. I, I thought there would be maybe somebody. Is there is there a running game coordinator? We're asking this in our show. Like, is, I know there's a passing there game is. coordinator. Fire it's, that uh, guy. Someone needs to the, take the blame. We couldn't run the damn football. The, it's the running backs coach. It's uh, Modkins. He's the also the running I, coordinator. I don't know. Yeah, but still, I mean, you look at Blake Corn from Michigan, he'd be pretty damn nice to have. Yeah, and uh, the run game, I think it also comes down to the the play caller. You know, it didn't, it didn't even really matter last year how maybe how well Ty Chandler or somebody else was running the ball last year. Kevin O'Connell just seemed to throw it, throw abandon it, it. If if it was if there was like one one yard run, he was like, okay, oh, we got we got to throw it. Even if like even yeah. when Josh Dobbs was out there, a guy who you should probably run the ball more than you throw, he was mm-hmm. still like. No, no, no. Let's throw thirty times a game because that's that's what Josh Todd is good at throwing. He's definitely not yeah. good at you know running around. Yeah, so I think that's yeah, as long as KOC is here, it might not matter. Uh, yeah, and but I think the good thing is look at what uh, Sean McVay just did with the Rams this past year, where he he was like, okay, we got, we got to fix this this run game. I think he switched from from a zone based scheme more to like a power running scheme. 
mm-hmm. um, and emphasize the run more, and that seemed to help them out, take more of the pressure off of Matthew Stafford. And I think doing that might be something where O'Connell's like, oh, McVay did it. I, I can do it yeah. too. But at the same time, you know, you never – you, you never know because once you get on the field and he's calling the plays, he just might get back to his old habits. Oh, but, hey, oh, guess what? They have Josh Oliver, who's like the best run-blocking tight end in the league, but it doesn't matter because you're not matter. using him at all. And CJ Ham, CJ going he's going to the Pro Bowl. Is he like, I, does he, do you bring him back next year? What He's on a one-year deal still. I forgot he was even on the team. Back. I barely saw him alter this year. Do you do, like, what do you, <laughs> do you, what's the purpose of bringing CJ Ham back next year? I don't know. Locker room? Uh, I, I locker room guy, especially he's like on every unit, I think. Uh, so that must be his value. I love CJ Ham, right? I mean, he just, yeah, he grew up just down the road from me here. Uh, he's got a camp he runs every summer. My kids have gone to. Uh, I really love CJ Ham. He's a great story, but I, I don't, I barely remember seeing him on the field last year, yeah. uh, let alone be a Pro Bowl player. So that was shocking, but that's, what, <laughs> that's the Pro Bowl. Well, he's like one of three fullbacks in the whole league. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. I think that's going to do it for today's edition. Thank you for coming on again. Uh, Nick, where um, for having me? I once again, where can where can people find you and in your work and your YouTube? Uh, yeah, YouTube, one bar Olympicus show. Go give us a, a subscribe. Hit that subscribe yeah. button. Feel so damn. They good don't have Twitter. they don't have any. So you know, help them out. <laughs> yeah, we got a few, but we always want more. Always want to get that <laughs> number up. Uh, yeah. So uh, Twitter, I don't know at Lupagus, I believe is my handle. Uh, but I don't tweet a whole lot. So or, or find of... me on the Viking Age. I got a yeah. couple articles yeah. every week. Usually drop in yeah. there. Yeah, you've got. I know you've got something on the East West Shrine game coming out. I think I'm going to probably probably get that up for you tomorrow or yeah, on Wednesday right now too. So. And then February will be combine. Hell It'll yeah, it's a great time year. So free agency it's, around the corner. Uh, it's a fun time to be a Vikings fan. It's too bad it's always the off season. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Thanks again uh, to Nick for coming on. Uh, everyone else, like this video, follow or subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Wherever you you know. Wherever you go, subscribe to the audio version of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, iHeart, wherever. Uh, But until next time, I and uh, possibly Chris will talk to you later. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.